Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick. Thank you all so much for joining us. I know that you could have gone to the store you could have waited out at outside Best Buy at four in the morning. You could be shopping right now, but you're not. You're spending your morning with us. We appreciate that. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you're all refreshed. On today's show, what else can we talk about? I mean, it's Bitcoin and it's SPACs. Almost every single stock in my up filter in Benzinga Pro this morning is a SPAC. Almost every single one. Bitcoin getting crushed. You can call it a healthy correction, down big this morning. So we'll talk about those two things. Talk about the retail trade. Obviously, it's Black Friday. Got to talk about that. Uh, Jason Rasnick is our guest. He will join us around 845 for the final 15 minutes of the week. Um, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Show us some love there. And let's bring on Joel Elkanen now. And Joel, tell us exactly how we're doing here on this Black Friday pre-market session. Uh, we're up. We're up from Friday's close of twenty-seven and a quarter. We're trading at uh, thirty-six, thirty-six seventy-five, right up near the highs of the pre-market session. It had a little dip uh, yesterday and also um, early in the night session, but uh, once again, just found support below Wednesday's low, and here we are, aiming for another all-time closing high. Uh, let's take a look at the crude oil market. Still over $45. Crude is up 32 cents at 45.31. We have gold clinging to the 18,000 level. Uh, that's down 570 at 18.0860. You have silver in the red by 20 and a half cents at 23.2015. And the story of the Thanksgiving. What wasn't Bitcoin going up? But was Bitcoin going down? And uh, folks, we're going to bring in Triple D here. And we're going to talk about it. And uh, sometimes you just, you, you know someone pretty well. And uh, got up at my computer and on yesterday morning and I looked at Bitcoin down a couple thousand dollars. And I was ready to text Spencer and Triple D and said, is it time to buy the dip at Bitcoin? And before I could do that, Dennis... Reveal to the audience your newest position. Can I have, have a drum it's roll? It's the top. It's Can we the have, top. Have a drum roll? It's the top. It's officially the top. I made my first, well, I made my first dive into crypto here. And yes, <laughs> I did buy the dip in Bitcoin yesterday. And I think I'm down just slightly. I, where is it now? I don't even pay attention. 17. I bought it 17.1. 
Yeah, the the futures. I, I keep the futures up. Uh, seventeen two twenty. Oh, it's right there. Yeah, so. I actually I bought it and then I was up four percent. Like, and you in your long term account, minutes, you I was want like, to sell man, it. I should be a crypto trader. Sell. I should sell this right away. Anyway, I, I put it in, and I don't know if I bought it the right way or not either here. So I did some research, and I was trying to find a good Canadian way to buy Bitcoin. Um, I'm not sure how safe it is, but I went about it a different way. So I went into this fund. It's called the Bitcoin Fund. It's traded in Canada. It's an ETF that is in Canada. And obviously, you know, you don't have these in the U.S., but you do have them in Canada. It's QBTC. And the reason I bought it there was because I can actually put it into my RRSP, which is like your, your, like your 401k in Canada. It's, um, you can put it in your retirement account, that uh, fund, and it tracks Bitcoin. So it's basically they own Bitcoins. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put a little bit in there, put it in the retirement account, and never look at it again. I'm going to say it's a zero or it's a million. Nothing in between. So, that don't, so slap me on the fingers if I say I'm going to sell some of my Bitcoin fund. I just want to be a zero. I'm either it's a little little chunk of money, but I'm like I want to have some exposure, just like Mark Yusko said. I don't want to, I want to be off zero. I don't want zero exposure to Bitcoin anymore. So a little touch of exposure. I'm gonna forget about it now, and we never have to talk about it again. Except right now. Uh, so the UBTC is what I picked right, on there. Right. I what? bought it at twenty five fifty, I think, which was Bitcoin. It was tracking it pretty good. It was around seventeen one when I bought it. So we'll see. We'll see if it tracks it. I don't know if it will or not. This just came out three weeks ago in Canada. And if you can buy it in the in the States, it's QBTC.U, I believe. So they have right. a US dollar um equivalent that's it's tracking that fund too. Well, so if anybody knows anything about it, if I'm in a Ponzi scheme, please let me know. I mean Bitcoin itself is a kind of like a Ponzi scheme. So I guess you know indirectly by owning this it is. But I mean you, whenever you buy a fund that owns something, you're like trusting the management to a certain extent. And, you know, I kind of briefed the prospectus, but there's no way to know whether the management is clean. You know, you'd hope that it's not. You'd hope that they're just buying the Bitcoins and doing exactly what they say. But whenever you're buying any type of hedge fund, it's you're relying on the management to a certain extent. So what about like a two day move? Like you're not, you know, you didn't strike like with your stock strategies. Oh, I'm not sure. Your- I'm not going to become a bitcoin trader like you said joel i'll be divorced if i end up I trade 24 hours a day seven days a week i cannot become a bitcoin trader for that reason i have to actually have the market close on me because i will never leave my computer screen my kids will hate me my wife will hate me everybody in the whole world will hate me because i'll just sit here and trade so i'm not going to become a crypto trader full-time i just wanted some exposure. Mark Yusko, it's, I'm either going to make money because of Mark Yusko or lose money because of Mark Yusko. If I lose it all, I'll blame him. If I make it all, I'll just uh, say good for me. And you're not going <laughs> to no, add seriously. to it? No, seriously. I'm in because of Mark. I'm in you're not going to add to it or, or try it? I don't know, Joel, but I'm not going to sell it. This <laughs> okay. is the goal. Okay. I took a little chunk of money. I put Write it in down, my Spencer. retirement account. So like my R, my RRSP in Canada, you can actually put them in your tax-free savings. You know that we have tax-free savings account in Canada, which is kind of cool. So you can put like $5,000 in this thing every year and just, it's like a brokerage account and you never have to pay tax on it. So it's just tax-free savings accounts. Pretty cool. So anyways, you can put that in there too. What's that? What's the return? What's the yield? No, no, it's you manage your own money. So it's called oh, tax-free gotcha, savings okay. account is what okay. we have in Canada. Gotcha. And you uh, can put up to 5000 in a year tax-free. You don't get to deduct it or anything. So it's not like, you know, a, 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 ta- a tax thing. You just put it in there and you can do whatever you want in that and you don't have to pay any tax on it at all. 
So you throw the 5,000 bucks in there every year and you play around, you know, and you can get a brokerage account. You can do some stuff. So this is another thing you just throw in there and, you know, if you lose it, you lose it. If you make it, you make it. But this Bitcoin is speculative. We will say it's speculative, speculative. QBTC probably highly speculative because one, it's not, you're not have direct ownership here. But like I said, if I buy it directly, I'm going to end up losing my 16 digit code. I'm going to have nothing at the end of it. So I trust them to hold on to the 16 digit code better than me because my desk if you saw it it's so disorganized i would literally lose the 16 words and i would be left with nothing so i can't trust myself to own bitcoin direct all right i mean it's a it's big red candle i kind of looked at like the whales were depositing uh on the exchange so deposit i don't know they sold to you or whatever but uh let's see no they probably i'm I'm, it's the top i'm probably the sucker here joel probably (laughs) I got well, this least, up for the first time. It always doesn't work. At out. least you did it. Like <laughs> at least you did. If do it like on uh, Wednesday, right? At least or I didn't Thursday. chase it by the top. I know I have officially not bought the top. That's the good news when you buy the dip. At least you're not going to top ticket. I'm not going to make the journal like we used to say. Right. Although I make the journal probably on a stock every day because I'm always buying strong stocks. But I top tick a lot of stocks. All right. Well, there it is, up a buck ninety. Uh, I'll still continue to talk about it. Welcome to the world of cryptocurrency. But uh, are you guys buying it, Spencer Israel? You were well, thinking I, about I, it. Putting it off since the spring. I bought everything else in the spring. <laughs> you got ten percent pullback here in one day. Uh, yeah. I, you know. You know what? I'm gonna put it on my. I'm gonna put it on my to-do list for the day. <laughs> We'll find out if he does. What about you, Joel? Are you getting down dirty in crypto again, or is your crypto trading career over? You doubled your money in like two weeks back in uh, 2017, and you can say I'm the best crypto trader ever. One was, trade, doubled my money, and I'm out. I was looking for my password yesterday. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I hope I have. I don't know. I might have left a few in there. I don't know. But number one, uh, find my password. Number two, go through the recovery thing. Number <laughs> oh, Joel's is his password Number for three, sure. Three, you got to hold your driver's license up. That was the thing. When that thing, hold when your I was dri- like, what do you mean you got to hold oh, your driver's license? Hold your driver's license. Oh, man. Someone Take please verify license? this. When I owned it on the way up and it was going like the 20,000 and the, like the, you couldn't get on Coinbase, you would finally get on and you'd have to show your driver. You'd have to hold your driver's license up. To, for verification, it was a couple step process, but uh, I don't know. I guess it would be, um, I guess it'd be a little bit easier if I went with the GBTC. Maybe you know, do something like that. That does trade to huge premium. A, will, a little bit, yeah. The I will GBTC say it's didn't have as much of a premium. I would say it was. It's technical uh, for that matter. Uh, because it did, you know, you had that 20K level in there before. Actually, the, the futures are reflecting over 22,000. That's just, you know, because of the, the rollover and the time value of money. Uh, but you did have a pair of highs. I did notice that. We did talk about that. I had no idea. Within within 100 bucks of each other, 19,775 and 19,665. Uh, so, We'll see. Get a little pullback, a little double bottom, or something like that. I'll keep an eye on it. Not not diving in it today, but definitely it's on the radar. Uh, kind of a slow news day, unless you're a spac trader, I guess, right? Oh my, these spacs. This is just spac. The spac attack. Holy mackerel! These things keep going and going and going and going. And unbelievable. I mean, I have a few of these spacs, and I've sold some, which I wish I wouldn't sold any. But man, these things go up. It's crazy. So I've got, you know, in my movers tool in, in Benzinga Pro, 
and I filter out super low price stocks. I filter out everything below $2 and I've got my up movers and my down movers. And All right, my, list off your, t- your top ones. On my up movers, it's a lot of SPACs today. List not off all, a few of them. All SPACs. Okay, I'll list, list a few of them. Okay, PIC, Pivotal Investment, PIC. You've got... Um, what are uh, they on? I, I, I'm not going to tell you what anyone... No, no, no. Uh, Does it matter, Dennis? You've got I, you've got IPOB. You've got RMG Mary Golf. You've got LCA, which we've talked about. You own that one, Dennis. Yeah. Um, one got, of my biggest positions, actually. Uh, let me keep going down here because no, you got a uh, HCAC. We've got Space, which of course we're all familiar with. Yeah. Um, Did you dump that, Dennis? Oh yeah. Never oh. sell, Joel. In this market, whenever you sell something, you feel good about it for a day. And then you're like, why did I sell that? It literally, like, you know, you can time your best and it'll pull back. And then you're like, oh, yeah, you know, here I sold space at 23 bucks. Now it's 20. I feel like awesome. And now it's 27. And I feel like a dummy. So 28. No, not 27. It's 29. Because yeah. it's, it's another day. <laughs> they go up two bucks every day. So, yes. Yes, I sold space. Dumb, dumb, dumb. SPI. We've got VGAC, which is Richard Branson's other SPAC. He, I want to own that one. He did the version Galactic. He's done. He's moved on with his life. He's got a new one now. Uh, you've got. Why is that up? Like, why is VGAC just up? Because there's no deal or no news. It's just up because it's, it's a SPAC. Just, this is crazy. These things are crazy. It's crazy. I I don't know. He's so not crazy. trying to say that he knows, but keep going, Spence. I don't know. Uh, what else did? It, what else is in my thing? Let me scroll down a little bit. Uh, I think I said IPOB already. Uh, that one's wow. That one's been moving for for a few days. Um, what else? What else? What else? Now I'm scrolling down. There aren't as many down here, but it's just like it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I don't know what to say either. It is crazy. I mean, these SPACs, everybody's just got on the SPAC trade. ROCH is one. All right. Uh, Last Thanksgiving or two Thanksgivings ago was Bitcoin. I don't remember what it was last Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving was the SPAC. I mean, they're they're probably everybody talking at their Thanksgiving Zoom meetings about the SPAC. We're talking about Zoom itself first. Zoom's probably up because it just is. Oh, yeah. Zoom's up 10 bucks. It would have been a slam dunk trade just to buy it. Wednesday sell overnight because everybody be talking about Zoom. Oh, this Zoom is great. I'm gonna go buy Zoom on Monday morning. I mean, I didn't think of that. I should have. Um, I'd be making ten points. You've got. Um, just keep going here. As I see them, HCAC is one. Um, gosh, like all these. Like look at this APXT. Like I'm trying to get it. I don't even think they have a deal. Apex no, no. Wait, wait, oh, I think that's. I think that have, one. Uh, does it have a deal? A lot of these don't have deals. That one does have a deal. Uh, today yeah, just announced that, that, today that yeah i think today right uh no it was announced on monday it was uh why does it take off three bucks today it's up 22 percent. the deal was monday that's a not very efficient market i think these things are all just up because everybody's talking about them over the thanksgiving zoom meetings and it could be it's like the bitcoin thing maybe this is the top but you know what every time you call the top you think you got it and it's not the top I have no idea. I guess Joel was right. You just got to rip the sell button off your computer and throw it away, and that's the way you trade it 2020. Don't hey, guys, quick nothing. question for you. Double I think negative. I know the answer. Do you have our thoughts on the low liquidity day like this? You know, the Momo names? Love you know, the, Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love I, this day. This is usually, and people say, oh, well, I work, you know, today. It's a half a day. I will tell you, if I looked at my sheets over the last 21 years, this Thanksgiving day is often one of my best trading days of the year. 
Why? One, it's predictable. It's already starting out to be one of my best trading days of the year. Do you want to know what I did Wednesday night? Enlighten us. I bought Best Buy. I bought Amazon. I bought Target. I bought Walmart. I bought XRT. I bought Bed Bath & Beyond. I bought a pile of retailers and hedged it against the IWM. And then went basically, and, and then obviously took my day off. Coming this morning, Best Buy up a buck if you would have got up really earlier it was up a hell of a lot more it was up at 120 this morning because you know why that's crazy that's this is how dumb the market is it's worked every year this works every year it seems it seems like it works every year i mean next year won't work but because it'll load up but i mean it seems like it works every year you buy all the retail stocks and they talk about them all on cnbc all day and they all go up i mean now now again you're coming in by now you're too late the trade was to buy wednesday night and to sell, everybody should have got up early today. I know I should have got up early. I didn't get up early enough. I got rid of Target. I've sold almost all these. I sold. I have a little bit of Best Buy left. I should have got out. I sold it in the 115s. Apparently, I traded 120, but I wasn't awake yet, which is just insane. I've sold my Walmart. I've sold my Target. I've sold my Amazon. I've sold my Bed Bath and Beyond. I still have my XRT just because it's thin and there really hasn't been an out there yet. Um, but you know, so that's the play. I mean, it's so dumb. I mean, why does that work? Why does that trade work? Especially when, uh, everything we've been in black Friday mode, basically since the middle of March, right? I mean, people buying things online, uh, it just shows, shows the simplicity of this market. It usually works. It usually doesn't work this well. I mean, I'm not usually coming in and making one and a half percent on Best Buy. I mean, it's up only 0.8% now, but, you know, it was up a one in the higher 115s. It was up over 1.5%. It usually doesn't work this well. I mean, this is like, it's working really well here today. I mean, the IWM, I hedged it with, it's not even up. Same with my hedge, you know, I'm not losing on, which is unbelievable. So, anyways, it's just this market that we're in, the simplest, simplest, simplest thing that you do is, um, you know, the simplest strategies like think very lot. Think like, you know, like you're a five-year-old. Think very simply. That is what works right now. That is what is working because the market is so dumb that the, the simplest little strategies like, oh, let's just buy retailers ahead of Black Friday. They'll probably go up. Oh, and they go up. I mean, this, it's not always going to be this simple, but right now, simple is just kicking ass and taking names. Kicking ass and taking names. I, I would think that you would have had to do it before Wednesday, though. No? I, I would have thought maybe like Monday or Tuesday. Well, maybe there was a trade there. I didn't do them that soon. No, it wouldn't have worked, I don't think. All right. No, it, well, maybe it worked. I don't know. Target worked. Didn't work on Best Buy. I'm just looking. Walmart. I'm, you got to look at what it did relative to the market, too, right? You're looking for relative moves. But I know to historically, typically, you buy retail stocks into Black Friday, usually make money. Again, don't think you're going to just you know hold them all day and they're going to go up they could do anything at this point in time now because now you're going to get information on how the sales actually were but it's a it's selling it ahead of the event the event happening today same thing we always talk about you buy ahead of the catalyst and you sell before you get the information from the catalyst that's why you're selling this morning if you're banking and you're banking coin if you traded the textbook trade of buying them ahead and selling them on the morning of Black Friday when everybody's lined up outside the door and they're showing the lines. And obviously this year, you know, they're not showing the lines because we know we're, we're in a different COVID environment, but they're still lining up. Exactly. I, I would have thought of all years. I would, have, I would have thought of all years this year, it's not going to work because there have been Black Friday sales going on all week, basically. Everyone's been in 
I mean, Joel was joking about the Marsh thing, but people at every store has been in Black Friday mode for a week, right? They've been having crazy online sales. I don't actually know if people are like shopping today. Maybe they are. I haven't seen any pictures. Maybe, maybe they are. I have no idea, but it's, it's an online Black Friday year. It's, 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 it's Cyber Monday. It's Cyber Friday. It's Cyber Wednesday, right? It's, it's all online. So I, I would have thought this year, if any year was the year, it's not going to work anymore this year, but I guess I'm, I'm wrong. So I, you're right, Dennis. Simplicity works. Simplicity works. Jimmy, say, why don't I say this on Wednesday? And I do apologize. I did. I, we, we started going on tangent. You forgot. And talk. You forgot. And, uh, well, yeah, I don't think about it until I was like, yeah, Black Friday's coming. I think about Wednesday you know, afternoon. And then I do the strategies. Somebody says, why don't you put it on Twitter? I don't have time to just sit here and tweet all day. <laughs> I tweet like once or twice a day. I have two kids. I'm trading literally 55 hours a week. If I sat on Twitter and started tweeting all the time too, along with the radio show, I mean, if I started doing that, I end up divorced. I can't just sit on Twitter and tweet everything and I'm sorry. So, I mean, some people have a lot of time and they can be on Twitter. I look for Twitter for information every once in a while. I tweet, I don't tweet that often. I tweet when I have a good idea. You'll see, I tweet a few times a day, but I can't just come out here and tweet everything. So, you know, and also I'm not a big fan of like going and doing something and then pumping Tell it out there. People about I don't it, like yeah. to pump and dump. Like I'm not, I'm not a pump. I don't want to, I don't want to get in something and then pump it out. So usually when I give the idea on the show, I usually give it and then I actually go and do it. So I could have did that Wednesday morning. So I don't like to do it and then give the idea out because that doesn't, you know, that, I don't want to be that person that's like, oh yeah, okay, I just did this. Okay, come on everybody, come and pump my stock. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to do that. So typically what I do is I give the idea on the show and then I talk about it or, 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 or I talk about the idea and then I go and do it afterwards. So we do that all the time on the show. So I don't want to go out there, put on all these retail stocks and then say, yeah, come and buy all the retail stocks now. Because one, that doesn't look good from a regulatory perspective. And two, I just don't you know, want to talk about it that way. If I would have remembered Wednesday morning, I would have told you I didn't think about it Wednesday morning when we were on the show. So I do apologize for that, Jimmy. Next year, don't forget, put in your calendar. Do a calendar right now. Google Calendar. To buy retail stocks before Black Friday. Uh, we did it. May, and next year probably won't work. <laughs> It'll we, be the year it won't work. We have uh, a potential merger out there that broke on uh, on Friday. Or excuse me, Friday, getting mixed up. Uh, on Wednesday, have we heard? Have we heard any more on CRM in the work deal? That's nope. crazy, eh? The again, the only. So Dow Jones was the one that broke the news, but then CNBC came out after the after that and said uh, could happen as soon as next week. Then that's all we have. We, I don't have any more details, but yes, uh, Salesforce for Slack is the, was the rumor reported uh, Wednesday morning, late Wednesday morning, early afternoon. Um, this is exactly what Slack needs, in my opinion. They need somebody with, with deep pockets like Salesforce to compete with that with Microsoft. And I have not heard any updates. So we'll keep an eye on this one for the next few days. See what see what material is, if anything. Uh, it's unbelievable. That's a huge move. I don't know why they would pay that kind of premium for Slack. But, you know, I can't argue. We use it all the time. We like the product. Jason Rasnick's long because he uses the product. So, you know, I wish I was along the stock too. I actually thought about buying it multiple times down there. Mitch was telling us to buy it. Thought about buying it down there in the, in the mid-20s. But... Um, I owned it once. I traded it. I had it for a while for a swing trade. It was a good one. I never got back in. So obviously mistake on my part. Wow. What a move. I think it, I think you're in the register. Into this. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, what if they come out and say, yeah, there's no deal. 
then it's at $33 in your face. They come on, they say there's a deal. Is it 50 or 60 or is it like 45? I don't know. Don't so yeah. your, your risk reward at this point is now not very good. So in my opinion, you know, maybe they get them taken out of 50. Maybe it's a, you know, a good that deal. Would be a, oh. but, but, but the problem is um, if it's not, if it was just rumors, who broke the rumor, Spencer? Uh, Dow it Jones. Was, yeah, it was. The and they're usually pretty good. Yeah, they're very good. Dow Jones. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're solid. And that's I, one of the best ones you're going to get. I want to say it was Faber who came. David Faber from CMC who came out afterwards and said, "Yes, I can confirm that." And potentially next week. That was a new detail that Dow Jones did not have. So, so maybe there's a deal. But again, think about this: when they're doing the talks, the stocks trading at twenty-eight, twenty-nine bucks. Yep. So now it's forty. So that was a 30%. Now it's trading at a 30% premium to where it was when the talks began. Is it a 50% premium they were getting, you know, a 60% or is it only a 30%? We have seen deals materialize and then they, they, they come on there. They're like 40 bucks, the takeout price. I was like, well, that's like, well, how can they do that? Well, because they were talking about a 28. So, I mean, don't necessarily think you're getting a windfall and this thing's going to go off the board at 70. I mean, it's still trading with a pretty high valuation. I think in a best case scenario, it's 50 in the best case scenario, in my opinion. So at that point, you know, if there's no, if the deal talks break off, now you're at a coin flip. But I don't even know if I think it's 50, you know, I think it could be 45. So, I mean, it's hard to come in here and buy it now because the risk reward is not in your favor. I mean, you might get lucky um, and maybe, you know, there's some more premium in there and maybe they pay up. But I don't know if there's a lot of buyers coming in. It doesn't seem like anybody else is kicking the tires either. I don't know why Salesforce would do this, to be honest with you. Like you've got teams, you're going, like they can't come up with their own stuff. I mean, I mean, that Slack, Teams is pretty good, isn't it? Slack's a great product. Um, sure, but do you want to pay through the roof for it? I don't know. There's great products out there, but these are great companies. I mean, the Teams, from what, I, I don't use Teams, but from my understanding, it's a great product too. It, it's very, I've used it. It's good. It's good. It, it's, I mean, they're both good. Slack is good. And that's always been the concern. That's always been the knock on Slack. Yeah. Is they're up against a, a giant, a literal giant, right? And they, like, how many people have the have the pockets to deep enough to compete with Microsoft? Not and many. Salesforce. Salesforce would have bigger pockets, which would make it better. So they must think, you know, there's some synergies here, um, or they wouldn't be having the talks. I'm just saying, as a trader, I don't know anything about you know who's going to be better or, or anything. I don't need to know that. I just need to know from my experience trading risk garb for 20 years and even you know trading mergers beforehand. When you're paying up 30% for the stock, I think I lose money on that more than I make money. So I don't know in this specific situation if I'm going to make or lose, but I, I, from my experience, if you're paying on day one, you know, because every day that goes by and there's no new deal no announced, dues, it yep. will start leaking. So you get back some... down to 32, 33. I'm not saying it's going to do that. But I'm saying let's for, say they forget about it for a while. Yeah. You know, maybe then there's an opportunity. But at this point in time, it's a lot of good news baked in. I want to add something here. Uh, I forgot to mention this. Salesforce, this is relevant information, reports earnings Tuesday afternoon. That's okay. So they very, well, they very well could announce something on Tuesday. They, they slammed the stock on it on Friday. So let's go forget about work. Let's go to CRM. And they're like, they're, they're typically looking like you're going to pay a premium for this. We're going to knock it right out of your stock. And that's what they did um, just on the rumors. So again, if you know, the rumors get declined, you'll see Salesforce rip higher. It is up here this morning. Um, you know, Salesforce to pull down the 230 area. It's a company that everybody likes. So let's just say they do do the deal and they slam it on it. I guess we can reevaluate it at that time, but I'd probably be, be more inclined to buy the dip on Salesforce as opposed to buying the rip on work. 
You know, just kind of, and this is going back a ways, but just kind of like the wow and shock factor when uh, Microsoft bought LinkedIn. Remember that? LinkedIn. I can't, and, and how are they doing with that? Do you think? I don't know. I was just going to ask you that. I mean, it's that. off the board, but how, do you think they're making money with that purchase? I don't, I don't know. Man, all, all I don't I know. Did they pay up? All they I doubled think. it. It was like a like it was at ninety eight. They yeah, took it out at two hundred or I something know. like that. It was like one ninety or one ninety two. Yeah, out of nowhere. I remember somebody made a. You guys remember Clippy from the nineties? Uh, Clippy was like uh, the Microsoft helper thing. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody made a meme that said, "Like you just overpaid for a social media stock. Would you like some help with that?" <laughs> Very funny. They played uh, like it was like yeah, the stock was like at a hundred bucks. They paid one ninety six or something, Joel. Yeah. It was like just it was uh, yeah, it was it was totally out of the blue. But yeah. um, uh, hey, Mitch, Mitch has a thought here, so I want to bring him on here. And before yeah. he even opens his mouth, I we didn't say this last week, but Mitch, very nice Christmas tree behind you. Yeah, I think we did. I mention told, it. Yeah, we did. We, we did even said he should be a Christmas card. Okay, sorry. Well, at the end of the day, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. First of all, I want to say that. And then second of all, I, I think feel like he's everyone... like, you know, like preaching to us here, like preaching to the thing with the Christmas tree in the back. <laughs> he's got his hands up. He's giving his sermon right now here. Mitch's sermon on SPACs. The Mitch well, sermon on SPACs. It's early out We there, love yeah. you, Mitch. Not on SPACs. What do you got? Well, I, I try to help all the time. You know, on the SPACs attack, we actually started talking about big IPOs in 2020 that struggled at the IPO, but we thought we're going to start catching some kind of sentiment. Uh, sentiment. One of the things is in work, um, you know, you saw this, this purchase. I think this is going to activate investors in frog and snow. So look at those charts. Yeah. Look at the volume that's come in on Friday, and you guys tell me what do you what do you see there, Joel? Frog. Uh, I mean, you know, had a. I was looking at like Etsy and and uh, uh, pin it. You know, all those stocks along. You know, that kind of came in those IPO stocks. They're I mean, they, hot again. Yeah, yeah. I Getting mean, ready how, for the Santa Claus rally, Joel. How can how can you? <laughs> You know, big volume day uh, coming off the low like that. Great support at 60. I mean, there was just a lot of accumulation between 60 and 65. I mean, when a stock has a big – it's following through today. I mean, there's really no – little gap fill at 70, pretty close to that. But after that, you look at like 70 and 75. But when, when you get in this kind of environment and people are sniffing around, it's, you know, Hard, hard to pick resistance points. What was the other one you said, uh, Frog, and what else? And the other snow. major one, Snow. Snow. Joel, uh, show us the chart of Snow. Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted, to see, play that um, informer I, song? I wanted to see Mitch's Christmas tree. Remember the Informer song? The Informer song. song. No. Yeah, from that Informer. It was from Snow, the rapper Snow, back in like the late, late 90s, early 90s. Snow, great <sighs> song. That's what I think about. One. Every time I bring up the stock, I think about that Informer song. <laughs> Infom. I didn't know what he said, but it's a good song. So uh, that's a horrible tangent, by the way. I, I, one of your worst. Uh, <laughs> I've had some bad ones. <laughs> Three twenty. There's some I worst mean, ones out there. It had uh, the you know look at that. Uh, that was on the IPO day, but once again, that's really the only thing that you can look at is that all time high, and that was made on the first day of trading. At three nineteen, so you're getting back up there after a pullback. So that's I'd look at a potential target trading up eight bucks, but it doesn't look like it's on much volume here. 
Uh, so I kind of like the I'm other chart better in this one. All of these things. And you know what? I screwed up the U. I bought the U on the breakout. And then I got all nervous when Jeremy was on. I was like, oh, I was going to top tick. And I took my eight-point gain on you. I was up eight points in one day. And I took it. And I was like, I bought that on the breakout. And it just went, it, it basically never went down. It just keeps going up. It's up another six bucks. All these tech stocks that are making new highs and breaking out. I mean, think of the setup we have here. I mean, and maybe they're going to pull the rug out from under us like they did with Bitcoin. Obviously, they pulled the rug out from under everybody who invested in that on Wednesday. But think about the setup here. I mean, you got seasonality all working in your favor. You have the craziest FOMO market that I've seen in years. I mean, and you got everybody pumping. You know, there's going to be more positive vaccine news coming. I mean, how can you be bearish stocks right now? I mean, maybe they're at the top. Maybe they're going to pull the rug. And it's been very easy. That's the only thing working against you is that we've talked about this. It's been very, very easy. And that's what spooked me when, you know, Jeremy was saying and Kenny was saying it. And I kind of agree with it. But at the same time, you're just looking at the setup and you think, I don't want to be short. I definitely don't want to be short. You know, being David Einhorn right now and being short Tesla must be like, ugh, they come in every day and it's up another 10 bucks. I mean, I don't know when you tap out of that position, but it's it's just the kind of market. I think he has options, though. Going up. I think whatever. I, think, I mean, yeah. whatever he's doing. He was short the stock for a long time. If it's just options now, whatever. He's been bearish the stock, and it's been a lot, a lot, a lot of pain for him in that trade. I mean, you can be as convicted as you want. Market doesn't care. If the market starts, stocks start making new all-time highs and you're short them, get the hell out. We do have a uh, deal this morning. It's not a takeover, but it is. It is it's a cool. weird deal, yeah. Uh, Sage Therapeutics, SAGE, which is a $4 billion market cap. Uh, they are receiving $1.5 billion uh, in cash and also, uh, yeah, in cash from Biogen. And this is a partnership to work on therapies for depression and movement disorders. Sage was halted. It's out of the halt now. It, it was trading a lot higher, and it's giving it, it all back. Yeah. Look at where this thing traded to after coming out of the halt. And this is the one thing. Like, when you're just buying these stocks on news on gaps, I mean, this has been a, a losing recipe for a long time. So we talk about, you know, how, you know, longs have been making more money. But when you're buying the gap ups, this has not been the way to make money. This Sage traded almost 100 bucks here this morning. Is that right? Is that tick right? Yep. It, it yeah, that, almost yep. 100. And it's given it all back. And Big it's only been open for an hour. It's only been open for an hour. Holy people. Uh, that is situated a quarter million. Dumb money 101 right there. People just chase. Oh, but it's a deal. They don't even read. It's not a deal. It's a collaboration. Look at that. So Dennis. you got to understand the difference. A deal is a takeout. We're getting premium. A collaboration. So what is it? Give us the two again so I can explain the difference, Spencer. Right. I was half listening like I always do. Wait, you, you want the details of the deal? Oh, so, so yeah, tell us, you know, exactly so what the so Sage is getting. Collaboration. So Biogen okay. is paying Sage $1.52 billion in cash. Some of it is, is an upfront cash payment. Other, the rest of it is an equity investment. Uh, so they could, so they, it's like a profit sharing type thing uh, for depression and, and movement disorder. So it's a partnership. Biogen yeah. is paying Sage. It's a partnership. They're not buying the company, but they're, they're essentially investing in, in this partnership and then sharing in the profits with whatever comes out of it. It's good news for Sage. It's not worth 16 or $18 a share. And the person who bought it an hour ago when it came out of the halt and decided that this was like a takeover because they don't understand the difference is getting slammed. They're down 15 points in, 20, in 30 minutes. 
So, I mean, that's deserved. You have to understand when you're trading headlines, understand what they mean. And yeah, I think they, they, they run awesome. it as a takedown or something. Yeah, I think, th I think so. Maybe the algos are just, maybe somebody's written a stupid algo and has misread it. I don't know. I think if it was a takeover, I don't know if it's going up 100. Like, is it, uh, some of these, you know, smaller biotech companies get taken over the hell of a premium, but some are only like 15, 20%. They pay up almost 20% for a collaboration. It's insanity. So I know we're in this insane market, but chasing up on gaps is a good way to lose money. So I'm just trying to help the newer traders out there knowing when to chase, when not to chase. I never chase in the case of some of these facts and stuff, it has paid to chase lately. But when you're buying stuff up 20% on the news, oh, this is the news, I gotta go buy it now. Somebody else is selling that to you on that because they're ringing the register and you very much likely could be on the wrong side of the trade. And why don't just take a look at the Biogen chart here. Uh, had that bad news. Dead money for, since yeah. just dead. Just sitting yep. Just, just can down here. Wait we don't know if the, if it's going to go through though either. Like I mean, they still can push that drug through, but the panel has recommended that they don't. So obviously, after you know, we're talking about the decision there from, um, you know, with the pending Alzheimer's drug. But we weren't yeah. aren't going to get that decision decision until first quarter, I believe, twenty twenty one. That's correct. Um, so I'm sitting here, and you watch the big game, and then you watch the because they thought, oh, the panel's going to go for it, and no, though they're not. That was yep. And, that was a Big, big reversal. It was a gift. I wanted to sell it, but I've had it, like I said, I've had it in the portfolios for a decade. So I'm not selling my shares, but man, that was a gift. All right. All right. I, I want to do some uh, tickers from the chat. Uh, I think Jason Rasnick should be joining us in, in seven or eight minutes or so. What about Palantir? I mean, this one just cannot stop. No, it cannot I, stop. I, what I want to know, and I, I put this in the in the Benzinga.com chat, is is buying PLTR the equivalent of going long the U.S. like intelligence community, like the CIA and the NSA, because that's what they do, right? It's just data for intelligence purposes, uh, as I as, as I understand it. I don't have a great understanding of what, of what this company does, but uh, that that's my simplistic view of the company. Gosh, this thing just came I liked out. it on this show at 16. I liked it on this show at 18. At 22, I thought I was getting overdone. At 25, I thought I was getting overdone. At 31, I think it's way overdone. It's due for a pullback. It's going to have an ugly day in here. Uh, but I do like but this company. when? Yeah. I don't know. Nobody knows the, the answer I to know. that. I mean, you know, you know what's going to happen the next few days. It's going to have a significant pullback and fall like 25% in 25 minutes. And people will be like, oh, what happened? I mean, it's just all, you know, fluffs now. But at the same time, um, I, I wish I still had it. I, I traded this a few times, and I wanted to be in it. I just, I don't know, I didn't get in it. <laughs> I traded it, like I've traded it in here, but I haven't had it in the swing account. It's trading right now. I mean, it is uh, it is trading a ton of volume, too. So there's 4.7 million. That, it's all yeah. FOMO, just running rampant, all these stocks. They're talking about it on their Zoom meetings. Did you see the pellets here? They're coming in. So maybe it's predictable that everything that has been hot in the last two weeks is what is the hottest thing. Jemiah's up another three bucks. I don't know where it stops. I'm still in a piece. I wish I had it all. Um, these things, these moves are just unreal. This is 1999 moves in these things, man. I, it, stocks don't go like this. If you're new to the stock market, it doesn't go like this. But right now it does. And if you're on the right side of these things, you're, you're doing really well. The only thing, really, this PLTR, just, you know, take a look at, you know, what your pre-market high is, I mean, and use that as a, uh, you know, potential level. Stuck over 40, just hanging out at 40. Jemiah, uh, never be it. 
Oh, no, 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 uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I Jemiah. hope you're talking not Palantir that it was at 40. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I got the Jemiah chart up there. Uh, 40. I mean, this is uh, if you're holding out. I mean, during the it's IPO, uh, it had a high at 48, and then it had a high at uh, the month before, a little bit higher than that. So if you're looking for some targets on that, 48, and then 49.77 of the monthly highs for the PLTR. Uh, I was looking at this. Someone asked about it in, a, in the show on a Friday. And I don't know if we got to it, but boy, that was just nice textbook technical. If you were looking at the close, 2382, yeah. opened it right in that area, and they gave you a shot at unchanged and then just exploded. And man, the volumes to pick it up on this one. Uh, use that pre market high, 32, as a potent. That's not quite hit 32 yet. That's a potential resistance area but that was a huge bar on uh on friday that that's the biggest range that thing has had uh since it started trading so a lot of momentum to the upside s&p's just take another leg higher here uh back uh over 36.40 uh we did that one other day last week we ended up selling off here but uh getting in the area just like the market with uh, very little resistance it's hard to be short. I mean, again, remember on these stocks like Palantir and Jemiah, these eventually, I mean, Jemiah had a pullback day. It pulled back. I sold at 32 and I went down to 28. And like I said, I felt like a hero. And now all of a sudden, you know, the thing's 41. And I was like, why did I sell any? So I guess you just got to hold on to a piece of these things. I don't know when the party ends. This party's going to end in tears for a lot of people. But man, oh, the party is awesome right now. That, that you know, punch is spiked. And everybody's having a great time right now in all these stocks. The SPACs are all, they're all going to move together. It's, you know, it's Jemiah's, the SPACs, all these stocks we're talking about. I mean, they're just hot as hell right now. Eventually they will, you know, they'll, they'll cool off very quickly when they cool off, but who knows where the top is. Uh, I've okay. tried to call it a couple times. It's hard calling times. Let's do, let's do a couple tickers from, uh, from the chat. Let's do DraftKings here. They announced a press release on Wednesday that they're the, Official sports betting partner of the upcoming Mike Tyson fight. If you're interested, when is that? When is that? This weekend? Yeah, it's uh, it's tomorrow. I'm watching that. Man. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. I'm not sure what year it is, but that's that's that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Blast from the past, right here. I I was a huge Tyson fan. I loved Tyson back in university days. We'd go, we'd all go to the bar, watch Tyson and chicken wings, and you go to the bar, and the fight would come on eleven o'clock at night. It's awesome. Tyson, Tyson was right, anyway. Go. DKNG. Was that when you ate like 400 chicken wings at yeah, one yeah. time? Yeah, no, yeah. I know. Okay. The 48 chicken wings, I know. That's uh, I mean, 52. Me. I mean, I'll just look at that area. He hasn't quite hit it yet. That's where the uh, offering was. So it traded around that area. 52 up to 55. Uh, that was, you know, when the what was the offering price going to be? Then you got it and it got slammed. Oh, but man, you look at that daily chart there and you see, man, you got a nice left shoulder, a nice right shoulder, still moving up. Uh, look at the 52 area, minor resistance hasn't hit it. Uh, do have a pair of highs after the uh, offering was announced, 54.78 and 54.88 if you're looking for another target on the upside on DKNG. I, I actually, if I can show you my sheet, which my sheets are crazy here, but I had it written down to buy this on my Wednesday sheet um, to buy it in my like, swing account because you know what? It had the little pullback and it was looking sleepy for a couple of days. It was like, this story will just get hot again. 
And I did not buy my DraftKings. I need to follow my sheet when I have it on there. I did not buy it. And now the stock is gone. I'm still on the LCA, long and strong. I haven't sold any. And I don't plan to sell any. I know they announced the merger here, the official. They're going to become Golden Nugget. It's up in 1950. If I had it on for a trade, I would sell it. But this has been just an awesome one. Um, I'm going to try to hold on to it. All right, let's bring on our guest here. Jason Rasnick is the founder and CEO of Benzinga, and he's got a guest with him. Jason. Oh, awesome. Good morning. We got to unmute yourself, but good morning. Hope you had a happy Good morning. morning. Good morning. We're, we have a guest with us today. Say hi. Hi. She got a stock pick for us? Do you have any stock picks for us? Do you have any stock picks? You have to give him a stock pick. Say, say a company you like. <laughs> Disney. Oh, it's a good one. The COVID, the, the stock that wins in COVID and doesn't win in COVID. Wait, it's wait, actually, wait, this has been a good one. This good pack, a, good pack. This is a big show, guys. I'm about to, this, I'm about to go crazy. So, got a lot of calm. Wait, 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 wait. I have a quick thought, though. Should I be buying uh, Mattel based on your background right now? And, and, Probably. and the other one, uh, reopening play. Yeah. You want more toys, Aria? Yeah. So, what's Santa Claus going to bring you? What's Santa Claus, Santa Claus going to bring you? I don't know. Tell them what you want from Santa Claus. What do you want? You tell me all the time. Uh, she loves makeup. 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 Buy along Alta. Buy Alta. You heard it. Stay louder going on my shirt here. All right, Aria. Good job. This is a big, big morning segment for me. I got a book I'm doing now. So I, I advise Dennis, Joel, Spencer, you're probably going to want to mute yourself for a couple minutes. So I, I woke up this morning and I was like, hmm, am I going to come on the show? Am I going to take the Friday off and be like the lazy rest of the world and go shop? I don't know. This is, this is my favorite day. You know, I get up, I go shop. But this day... So here's what I'm going to tell you guys. Nick yeah. Malucci with a $100 tip. That is the number one tip. I just got to throw that it's in. It's got a $100 there. tip? We got a $100 tip. No, we didn't. Yes, we, we just did. got a $100 I'll bet tip. you $100. No, no, Joel, <laughs> Joel, I was so mad at you that you interrupted my uh, rant. But with that kind of news, that was totally worth it. Joel. So, <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. I've never – that's an we unbelievable We met Nick. Tip. He was out at the trading event. I'm sorry, Jason. I won't no, interrupt Joel, again. Joel, that was – Dennis Joel, will. That was worth Joel, it. Joel, you, had, you, you, have, you, have, you have great judgment, Joel. And that is fucking sorry. That's <laughs> you got Jason to say I the F word for the hundred bucks. I hope Aria, 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 Aria is not in there. Well, she's not. She's not in here. But I didn't mean to do, swear just now. I'm so, I'm so shocked by that. To be honest, that's all. I really didn't mean to swear. I wasn't trying to be like funny. I didn't mean to start that word. It's a hundred dollar tip. Is I mean, is I'm like wanna. I'm trying to see it because I'm like, there it is. Wow. Wow. All right. Now I'm gonna try my rant. All right. I'm gonna try it again. And it's not Joel's fault for interrupting. It's just that that's just an amazing thing. It's amazing. All right. Um, so here we go. Dennis, Joel, Spencer. They're great traders. Or Dennis and Joel are great traders. Spencer is more the fundamental guy too. Oh, but, um, but um, no, but Spencer, it's okay. I'm going on for like seven minutes, and you get you won't believe. I'm all. going on mute. Yeah, putting myself on mute. On mute. I can't trade like Dennis and Joel. 
I don't uh, like Dennis monthly will make profit. Like he'll have profit. I know Dennis's numbers are not all of them, but I know he makes money every month or basically not. And I'm not talking just this year. I'm talking for the last 10 years, you know, Joel, he knows technicals, he knows his levels and he, and he sticks to a consistent format, except when with the level of Lisa tells him otherwise. And he has to listen. She's the boss. Yeah, we get it. So what I, I like, look, I mean, that's how I'm my family. You should see where I'm working out of right now, guys. You'd, you'd like, she's you'd be like, Jason, that's whatever. Anyway, you know, I've been moved out of every room because of that flood that we had. And so I am the opposite from them a little bit. I am a fundamental guy, hardcore fundamentalist. Okay. So I don't always make money. I don't always um, like consistently have things, but I make fundamental bets. And, and when they're good, they're good, sometimes great. And that's where we're at, at today. So I look at companies really hardcore. It doesn't mean they don't look at companies too. I mean, like, you know, Dennis bought LCA and he bought it because he saw, you know, Tillman Farida and all that, you know, they look at companies too. It's never, a, this is not a, de a degradation. I'm just saying, I don't monthly look at this and sell this. I just look at these fundamental plays and I can't do it, uh, Joel, I'm sorry, what Dennis does daily and day. I, you know, Benzinga is my core focus. So I am not always trading, but I make fundamental bets that I think are undervalued and have a high, high probability of succeeding. Well, today's day to, I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to write a book. So there's the, here's the Warren Buffett way. I think I need to come out with the book, The Rasnick Way. The amount of returns that people have had, they've listened to my things. I mean, this is, this is just, I'm gonna pull this, this text up. I mean, this is when people are telling me dead money, dead money. Here this text is, ready? Okay, I'm reading it, I'm gonna read it to you. So I said, this guy and me, we said Tesla would be at $600 by Thanksgiving. I missed it by 4.5%. Said 600 by Thanksgiving, closed at 574. Went from 375 to 574. I was on the show at 375 telling you I was buying call options at Tesla in a big way. And I bought more stock of Tesla. I haven't bought more stock of Tesla in a long time. But I went hardcore into Tesla after battery day and went down to 375. And I said, I was going to say, this other guy's going to 600. I agree, you know, whatever. So there was, that was the first thing. That was the first thing. My, my, my portfolio is, I mean, it's like, I don't know. And so then, then comes last week, our friend Mark Benioff comes in on Slack. Last two, two Fridays ago, I said I was buying more Slack when it was at 24, 25. I bought 20 call options. It wasn't, so it wasn't a significant amount. I bought the, um, whatever, I bought the January, uh, January 15th, $30 strike prices. Um, I already owned the stock. Remember, it was one of the ones I loved Slack. I bought it all the way up at 30, like four all the way down to 17 or 16. I, got, I was killed on, I was on like 60% at one point in Slack. And so I bought more in the last, you know, whatever week, two weeks. And it was because I thought it was undervalued. And I thought that I thought the probability of a downside person to come in and buy it, I thought, I thought this thing should be acquired by four different companies because Slack is the most integral tool that I personally use on a daily basis. Now, Dennis is right. Teams is good too. Teams is great for big enterprises, but Slack has really just hit, hit it out of the park with, I mean, Spencer Israel and I use Slack. Okay. I would say this text messaging you guys all use Slack is my second tool. And I would say it's the same way with Spencer. So, and that's just is so powerful. So the doubt, like people ask me about Asana all the time and Asana, 
we do use a lot, but I use Slack 100x more. If you took Slack away, I'd cry. If you took Asana away, I'd be disappointed. That, that, that says something. And then we go to Dunkin' Donuts, like Dunkin' over the time. I said buy this thing because I think it's a Starbucks competitor eventually and brand. These are all moves on a fundamental basis that I look at. Um, I have some ones that are wrong, like GAN, G-A-N. I bought G-A-N and it has, it's been a dog. I'm actually so annoyed by it. I'm down on my GAN. I'm down 7.12%. But the reason I'm so annoyed about it, guys, and like, is because it's taken a lot out of my cash away. If I didn't buy GAN, I arguably would have had a double, not double the slack. I would have had 10% more slack, 15% more Tesla. So it's not only a dog in the sense that I'm down 7% of my GAN, it's the opportunity cost of buying something else that I had to get my money stuck in GAN. Now let's say GAN is a winner six months from now, which I still think it will be. I think online gambling will be everywhere. GAN's gonna get new business. I would love to be in the GAN business right now. So Benzinga, we're doing great, but like I would love to own that GAN business because there's gonna be gambling everywhere online and that's where GAN's business is. So I like it, but I guess I bought it at the wrong time. That's, that, that's the honest, not guess, I did buy it at the wrong time. But that, then again, I bought Slack at the wrong time. And then, it, and then look what's going on with it right now. We were on the show uh, today, say Thursday, Tuesday, I had my call options and Luke's like, this is what Dennis was talking about, but not chasing those gaps. And I think he's, he's right because that's usually the point. But um, so on our show, on, on our afternoon show at 12.15, I sold two of my call options in Slack because Luke's, Luke's point was, well, the bid is already up, Jason. The bid is already up. Slack, symbols W-R-K. But yeah, there's GAN. So the bid is already up, Jason. Like there's the, the premium is already out. So just get out of it because even if it gets closed, but now it's up another five points. So, you know, none of us have crystal balls on this stuff. My, the, the, the whole thing when Tesla was at 375 and it was going to be at 600 before Thanksgiving, there was a gamble there, but there was catalyst to make that happen. Did I go, did I go mortgage my house to go get more in Tesla? No. All I did was I bought a few call options and bought, let's say, 20 to 30 more shares. I didn't go insane because there isn't a crystal ball on this stuff. Now, if there was, if I knew for certain, for certain, Tesla would be at 504, then yes, I would like go, uh, go on margin in a big way. But you never know for certain any of this stuff. You never know, listen, Elon must be driving home when something could be happen. happen. And you don't want to lose your life savings over a stock. I mean, that would just be terrible. So I, I take bigger bets and why I'm up so upset about GAN, even though I think it's a potential long-term play is it's locked up money from these other ones that I could be making. But what I'm saying is I'm coming out with the book, you know, instead of the Warren Buffett way, it's the Rasnick way, fundamental Peter Lynch style. That's it. I got my methods and now I'm believing them more where I don't know. And so it's different than others. Like I can't do what Dennis Joel do. I just can't. They've, they've tried to teach me technicals, or Joel has. Dennis knows how to make one monthly thing. I would love to be a, bird, a fly in the wall. I hate saying that name, but I love to be that in, um, in Dennis's office, like at home, to see how he does his things. If I learned I think his, we all would. I think we all would, Jason. Because <laughs> if, no, if I learned Dennis's methods, then I would be like, I feel like I'd be like in the army, you know, like going to war, and I would not just know my methods. Because my methods, I, the truth is, I don't always have a stock. That's the thing. I, hey, Jason, can I hop in for one second and just make one yeah. quick comment? Yeah, yes, I yes. think it's, I, you know, you, people have to realize what their personality is and what their temperament is. So, you know, even like if Dennis like took you down and said, oh, I'm going to teach you every single thing here. It, you know, if it's not your temperament and it's not your person, like you might just drive yourself crazy. 
you know, doing something like that. So it's good to emulate other people's styles and everything. Jason but. can't do what I'm doing because Jason's working full time at Benzinga. <laughs> I mean, I work 60 hours a week trading, so it's a difference. I mean, the nice thing is, you, if you're following Jason's styles here, you know, a fundamental investing, you don't have to be there and flipping in and out and flipping in and out and doing it all. Like, obviously, you know, when I'm talking my stuff, I'm talking to people who are trading more actively. But the nice thing is, Jason's doing this on the side. So, I mean, he's running a business, working his 60, 70 hours a week, maybe even more at Benzinga, and he's able to do this on the side. So it's just two different spectrums. It's two different styles. Um, and not that one's better than the other. It's just what, you know, if you're, if you're a full-time trader or, you know, you're a full-time businessman, that trades on the side. And I mean, you're doing really well with that. And that's, you know, where you want to be looking at more stuff like fundamental calls. And, you know, what do I think is going to happen? I don't, you know, like you said on work, your timing was bad on the original purchase, but you believed in the story. And, you know, and here you're getting paid for it because you know what? It appears it's apparently Salesforce believes in the story, too. So congratulations, you know, on obviously being, you know, um, you know, astute enough to understand, you know, that the story stocks that we're using, the products we're using, these are the kind of companies that people, you know, are going to want to own. And, you know, that's what's made you successful um, on these trades and probably in, in the Benzinga as well. Yeah, no, you're uh, true. And like Ryan Fink said, um, we got, got a top. Jason thinks you should write a book. You can look at me for the last year, two years, three years. This is like the way I go is different than a lot of other people. And it's, and um, there's fundamental stuff, but what I would say, you're right, Joel and Dennis, I feel like I'm an, I'm an, I'm an investigator. And this is back in 2001. I find things that other people don't know about because I would just go search, 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 look at Google Trends data, look at people getting fired, their LinkedIn job postings to see if they're hiring more. Like that's when I used to buy online dating companies. And I wanted to see like if they're growing their company by looking at their hiring employees. I just, I'm an online investigator or not just that. I mean, the Tesla one was one of my probably, because guys, we were in that room and this thing on Fridays and it looked like dead money. It just sat at 394 every day. Every Friday we were in here for like three weeks and I went hardcore in there and it takes, it's a different thing, but yes, you're right. You guys are right. Temperament. And I know people are want tickers. They want Neo. They want all these things right now because we got markets are moving. Um, but there's one thing I want to ask is this week, yesterday we released my Dave Portnoy part one interview. If you get a chance, go to youtube.com slash Benzinga. Hopefully you can take a little bit of a listen to it, but if not, at least you can give it a like. Or I'm, I'm gonna We're going to end the show today with the trailer for that video. So after okay, cool. And so, and then um, all of you guys, happy Thanksgiving. The uh, the show is here because of you guys. And I'm sorry I went on a rant. You want more stock symbols, but we love you. And stop, stop. We got to get one stock pick from you though, Jason. You always. And also, I got picks. I got one question. I know he's got you. something. Jason's yeah. got a pick for us. I know he's and got. And then a pick I got for one on question YouTube. before we wrap it up. Stock. You just said that. What's that? He just said he doesn't always have a stock. I know he's got it, though. <laughs> he's got something. So, so, so fine, fine, fine. I bought <laughs> See, everybody's waiting. They want a ticker. I got you. I, I, I'm I, giving you extra time because I want I, you to pick I, 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 I buy his stocks, too. He's giving me – listen to what Jason's giving me. He's giving me lithium. This is the re- He does our research. He's giving me less lithium. I'm still in it because he hasn't sold it. I'm not selling it. He's given me, I, I don't know, so, uh, if I go look at my portfolio, I, I probably have five, six, seven of your stocks in there. And they've all done pretty good, except the game. <laughs> or the rocket. You may, not have bought, you may not have bought Upwork, UPWK. I sold it too soon, best. though, but I made that because of you, too. I was in a team. That was my best soon. pick. So, Dennis, I'm giving you a lot, make, making you a lot of money. I need some picks from you, my man. <laughs> That's Come what on. I do all day. Well, mine are short term. Give me some picks. I give them to you all day. 
let me give you some money to like double for me. All right. So the one pick I bought, but this, I can't take credit for it. And I didn't do the due diligence. I'm just trusting a guy that I think is very smart. And I'm just telling you, Chris Kaji, he's a writer at Benzinga.com. If you go to Benzinga.com slash trading to Ash ideas, you can see his ideas there. He told me to buy IMMR, IMMR. They do the haptic controller stuff and you can like, you know, use remote controllers for games. IMMR immersion, I think it is. I bought it last week at eight, um, 8.14. I bought it as a medium size to high size position for me. Not as high as Gan, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely- Writing it down. I bought that. I think it's just one I own for a little bit because I think there's gonna be a lot of holiday sales for you know gaming and all that stuff. So I'm a, I own it. All right. What well, my one question is: the art of investing and trading, right? Getting in, right? How do you pick your targets? How are you, you know, how are you going to handle the work here with you know a potential deal on the table? Do you use do you use dollar amounts or because we've talked about this before, but you know, that's the art of, well, shorter term trading is much more important, but what, it, what is your, your plan? Let's just look at work uh, as an example. I mean, do you have a target? Do you have a, what do you think? Do you think it's worth 45? You think it's worth 50? Talk about some of your exit strategies. I will, I will. I, Spencer, can you, will you get the Black Friday code for Benzinga Pro discount sale? People yeah. are asking in the room. Will you ask a do the doctor? Okay. So, um, Joel, I suck at that part, but I'm not terrible. <laughs> I, suck, I not suck at terrible. that too. I suck, but I'm not terrible. So I'll tell you what, why I suck, but I will say I'm not terrible. Because I sell too early, man, at least in this market. I mean, yeah, that's on. tough. You guys, you guys, I came, I bought HubSpot at $67 at $380. I mean, I sold 80% uh, of that position at like $170, okay? So I suck. I bought some back, but I suck in that market. I should just buy these stocks and not look back. I should just not look. That's what I think. So the way that I'm handling it, though, Joel, I like to I like to gamble or play with the streets money. I try to sell my cost into it, and then I keep like seventy percent of the position riding. So I'm That's not going to sell any more work right now. I believe work at thirty four. I believed it at seventeen, and so to me, there's so what I look at, Joel, is if that company was in dire straits, could they make more money right now? They can. There's so many ways they can make money right now that I can give you like five. It's why I brought Express Spa when I did that I sold it because they weren't doing anything. They just closed their stores. They're not an innovative company in my mind. They should be doing way more than they are. And so um, I'm not looking. I sold two call options of work on the show on, on, on Tuesday because Luke said the premium is already there. And I was like, okay, that's a good point. And he's had that. He's been right on that because my Dunkin' Donuts trade when they've announced that deal, it really hasn't moved up since that deal. And I still own some of those call options. If I would have sold then, I would have freed up cash. And I'm on margin right now, but I'm on too much margin. So today I'm going to sell some stuff. There's going to be some sales that I'm going to make because I'm on my second most margin I've ever been right now. I hope the freaking market's up today. Is it up or is the futures up? I don't even know. We're up. Yeah. We're up. Okay. Don't so worry. I'm on a decent amount of margin enough that like my parents would say, Jason, that's not a good idea. Um, so... So yeah, so I'm going to sell some stuff, Joel. I probably would maybe, some of the stuff that I may sell today, I may trim a little bit of Asana. I see that that's finally up 7%. I may trim a little bit of Jumaya, J-M-I-A. Are uh, you in Jumaya? Yeah, I, I bought it late though, man. I didn't get it early. I bought it late. I bought it at, uh, where are we at now? We're at 36. 
What did I buy this? That's morning? a forty this it's morning. A forty, almost so forty one. Bucks. I bought it at thirty-two. Are you? I sold it to you. <laughs> I sold. I basically sold it at thirty-two two days ago. So there you go. I, I'm selling. Jason's got the extra eight bucks on me. <laughs> I bought it seventy-six, uh, Dennis. But I thought it was the biggest joke buy. Like meaning, like this is such like everyone just like you know. So I bought. I, don't, I bought such a small amount. Like I bought uh, small. Amount. So uh, yes, I'll be up to. I'll be up three hundred bucks on it. Then I guess I bought a small amount. Yeah. Um, TRSSF, that was the other cannabis stocks, guys, that we bought at three. It's at $9 today. I mean, it is, I, 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 it's unbelievable. The Tesla thing, it's unbelievable the stock price it's at right now. Um, but will I trim some? I should. I mean, this is, I mean, guys, my, my, my cost on Tesla is third, my, well, now I bought more, but my original buy is $38. It's at $3,000 basically. So, because yeah, it's split. Like, if, if, if I would have had Dennis's dollars, I would have bought a thousand. <laughs> I would have bought, at, I bought it at thirty-eight dollars or Joel's dollars. I'm just saying. I would have bought a thousand shares for times thirty-eight dollars, thirty-eight thousand, and it's at three million dollars today. I didn't buy that many though. Okay, I didn't buy that many, but like, it's still a great trade. Great investment. Jason Rasnick, uh, we are thankful for you today. Did you find the code? Did you find the code? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I put the code in the chat. I'll say it out loud. Uh, the code for a two-year subscription is 2020 biannual, B-I-A-N-N-U-A-L. The code for a one-year deal is Cyber Monday 40. Again, I put the, those. You codes. guys got to join Benzinger Pro. You got to join it. And then we got a premium thing coming from the morning show. Like we got a lot of things coming right now. Joel, uh, Dennis, I mean, uh, Luke, Joel, and we're hard to work at some things. We got some cool things coming. Join Benzinga Pro. Let's all have fun together. And you guys be safe, be happy. And, you know, the market, as Dennis can tell you, and Joel, it doesn't always go straight up. I mean, we could have weeks of going down. So, like, it's fun when it's going up and we're all happy. But trust me, like, it doesn't, you know, I, I lost, I, I blew up an account in 2000. I blew up an account. And I have that, that, the whole account right in a little folder. So just realize that. All right, Jason, we're going to let you go and we're going to sign off. And then at the end, I'm going to play the trailer. For all day long, all day, all day. <laughs> nice all trades, right. nice trades. All right. Bye. See I, I just got a couple things here. I just want to say, looking up, we're up significantly this morning. I always look what's going on under the hood. There's a lot of selling balances today, so which is surprising. When you see this market ripping higher, you're like, oh, everything's going higher. But there's some quiet stocks that are getting hit here banks and oil stocks are trading down a lot of selling balances in the banks but stocks like hpq you know trading down 181,000 is selling hpq that is significant so somebody wants out of hpq here this morning disney 81,000 to sell somebody wants out of disney it's trading red because of the imbalance um just going through this there's just a, quite a few selling balances which on a day like this you wouldn't see that i see a lot more sells than i do buy so one of two things has to happen Either the stocks that are up are really going to go up, or you're going to see the SPY pull back here this morning. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. We're 908 right, right now. I wouldn't be surprised in the next 20 minutes you start to see the S&Ps leaking. And I make money off this stuff. I mean, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see SPY start to leak down, maybe open 263 and a half-ish, lose five, six, seven points here maybe on the ES, uh, unless these imbalances flip. But as of right now, I don't see what's driving us up 14 handles. And uh, people are asking about the gold market here. And uh, I don't want Joel's thoughts on gold. <laughs> and the retail rally, too, before you go on. 
the retail rally is fading fast here. So we know, you know, a lot of retail stocks are up. Macy's has now went to the red. Kohl's has given back pretty much its entire pre-market gain here. We talked about Best Buy being 120 this morning. It's only 115 here now. Target, Walmart is still trading higher. Amazon is still trading up significantly here. But you are seeing some of the smaller retail names, some of the department stores actually turning red here. So just be careful. Don't necessarily think, you know, the, the money was made from Wednesday to now selling here, not buying today. So the, from, my, from my perspective, from a quantitative, you know, looking at season, looking at, you know, these different, you know, trends that I see over the years, the money isn't made coming in and buying retail stocks at 930 on Black Friday. It's made selling them on Black Friday because they often open high and then tend to leak. And then, like I said, selling before the catalyst. We have Black Friday happening now. As we get more information on how it's going, um, you could see some of these stocks give some gains back. So if you're up some pretty good in some retail stocks overnight here, like I was, I think it's time to run the register. Uh, just for the the gold market here, I mean, you had a long consolidation period between like 1860 and 1900, saw all that on the daily, and then you lost that. I mean, it, you know, after being in an uptrend, you broke that 1860. I mean, I'm looking at the monthlies here and 1700. I mean, I, I know it's not going down another $78.50 today. But there's not much there on the monthlies. And the only thing I could say is, why own gold? The old people are like, why do I, why do I own gold here? You know, when I can own SPACs and just asset That's what it is. Yeah. Joel, I that's mean, what all this is. We talked about this on Wednesday. It's a great point. Why is Procter & Gamble in the gutter? Why, you know, Clorox? Yeah. You know, why are these stocks? Everybody, why was the mega caps, you know, not p- participating as much as they had been in, in the recent rallies? Because people are getting 20% a day in Jamaya. They don't want to hang around for try to get 1% Apple. Again, that trade will come off. Eventually it will. But we know I thought the Shemaya trade was going to cool off when it's 32. It's 39. I still have a little piece. I kept the piece, but, you know, I wish I would have kept it all. So, I mean, this is just FOMO running rampant in these stocks. People want 20, 30% gains a day right now. They're so spoiled right now that they are throwing out stocks, good companies yep. that, you know, um, obviously, you know, they're just throwing out because they're not going up enough. So we're in that full, full FOMO environment. So, you know, that's scary too. And, you know, that's why, you know, I lightened up some of these smaller stocks because they're overdone. Uh, it was the wrong move. Every time you sold, <laughs> it's been the wrong move. But eventually here, it's going to be the right move. I don't think Jemaya, maybe it's going to $100 like Citron said. But I mean, when it goes from $15 to 40 in a week and a half, it's time to lock in some profits. And, uh, you know, also uh, when you're looking at the gold market, I mean, we we know there's some inflation out there, but it's not being reflected in the numbers. And people are perhaps thinking that maybe gold's not your, your hedge for inflation. Maybe maybe it's Bitcoin. So, you know, uh, the negative correlation there. So, gold's ugly. Yeah. Everybody told me to buy gold back in the summer. I was going to be, this was it, you know, $200. We were at 190 on the GLD. And silver was the same thing, you know, it was FOMO running rampant. You have to be in silver. Silver had its biggest move, I think, ever going from like $16 up to like 26 in like three weeks. It was just such a ridiculous move. And that trade's coming off significantly here now. So I don't know what it means. It it, it means, you know, you think gold's your inflation hedge. And I think inflation is coming, but um, so maybe you do want to buy gold here on this dip. Maybe this is the time now if you didn't have any gold to go into it, I could get talked into it. I don't have any gold. I could get talked into it because I like buying, you know, when, <laughs> when, it, when it's cheaper <laughs> in my long-term portfolio, but that's been the wrong move. 
I mean, the right move has been to chase some of these smaller moves and you're making money really fast. I look at what's making money in my portfolio right now and it's all the SPACs and all this small stuff like LCA and, you know, and obviously, you know, that's not going to be the case that builds long-term wealth, I don't believe. But in any event here, you can't argue with performance and that's what people are chasing right now. They are chasing performance. Gold has been underperforming, so they're not interested in it whatsoever and they're selling it off. I do eventually think it turns around. All right. Uh, I'm going to sign off now and then to play us out. I'm going to uh, air the, uh, the trailer of Jason's interview with Dave Portnoy from Barclays. When is that out? When's the interview going to be released? It's live. It? It's, it's, oh, it's live now. Okay. Yep. So anyway, uh, we are so thankful for all of you in all of our chats on Benzinger Pro, on Benzinger.com, and on YouTube. Uh, seriously, uh, without you guys, we would just be talking to ourselves. Uh, so, so we appreciate that as always. Uh, thanks to Jason Rasnick again for joining us today. Uh, you can catch a replay of this show on every major podcast platform. Please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. Reminder, a short day today, market closes at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and that's it. So I'm going to play this intro or this trailer. Uh, you can find it by going to Benzinga's YouTube channel. And everyone have a great rest of your day. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.